neighbor, look at your neighbor and say, ain't he good? And then look to your other neighbor and say, he sure is. Say, he sure is. I'm ready for an awesome time teaching you guys the word of God. Welcome to Elevate. Sorry. I'm a little, uh, little hard hearing right here. Welcome to Elevate. Welcome to Elevate. It was a little better. A little better. Let's try this one more time. Maybe we'll say it in a different language. Elevato. Well, it's elevado, right? Right? Elevado. Elevando. Oh, see, I missed the end. Elevando. Elevando. All right, I need some, I need some queques up in here. All right? Let's try another one. Olidar. See, I caught you. I knew you all could know that. Come on, we got to be... We got to be trilingual up in this place. Where's Brian at, man? Brian's not here. I think it's heaven. My man, AJ. You see, AJ, give that man, give that man an applause. Not worshiping him. We're just giving a good job, recognizing, recognizing, right? Welcome to Elevate. We meet at, uh, I think, right, uh, siete, siete, right? That means seven for some of you that aren't as bilingual as me. You know what I'm saying? Can't all be bilingual. No, I'm just kidding. Funny joke, funny joke, right? 7 p.m., we meet every Friday. Uh, listen, you see all these rows? We have enough seats to social distance at least like 10 more, 15, 20 more people, right? Like just in case we get to that. We ain't social distancing, though. We're not going to front right now. Might as well admit that. But here, truth is, invite your friends. You want your friends to know about Jesus because Jesus is the Savior of all mankind. That means that annoying guy in your Zoom call that is always putting, like, weird things in the chat, yeah, that guy needs Jesus or the girl needs Jesus. Weird people come in both genders, girl and guy, so I won't discriminate. But, yeah, they need Christ. So share the gospel with friends. Even though you're on Zoom, send a message. Be like, hey, what you doing? Get to know people. Make friends, right, for the gospel. But anyway, today we're continuing our sermon series. What is the sermon series called? Give thanks. Give thanks. What is this? Give thanks. If, if you said thank you to your mom like that, she'd be like, say it louder. All right? I'm not your mom, so I won't say that. But I, I, I would appreciate if everyone said that, right? What's the sermon series? Give thanks, right? And today we're learning how to give thanks in all circumstances, right? So over the last couple weeks, we have learned that God gives, amen? He's a giver. He's a good gift giver. When you ask God for, uh, for life, he doesn't give you death. If you asked your dad for a couple dollars and instead he gave you like, like, uh, like sharp needles, you'd be like, dad, what are you trying to do right now, All right? So God is a good father that gives good gifts. Uh, he doesn't give bad gifts. If evil people can give good gifts, how much more good God? And then we learned that since uh, he is good, right, since he gives, we should give him thanks. We should give him thanks. So we learned that. And we give that thanks not to just any God, but to our God, right, Yahweh, the one revealed in the Bible, not to Allah, not to Krishna, not to all these other gods. We don't give, God, we don't give thanks to ourselves like Snoop Dogg. Anybody remember the Snoop Dogg video? 
I like just that, you know, he came up out of nowhere and he said, I would like to give some thanks to me. No, we're not like that. We're giving thanks to God. We're appreciative of what he's done. Now, we're going to learn how to give, give God thanks in all uh, circumstances. But really quick, I have a question. How many of you were born in a household where if you didn't finish your food, you're guilt-tripped? That means the kids, the starving kids in Africa would be brought up. Anybody ever had that happen to them? Like, you didn't finish your food, so your, your mom or your dad was like, there are kids starving in Africa. Finish that. And I'm like, and I was like, you're right. And I just dogged it. I mean, that's why I'm like, if you know me, you know why I eat so much, because I was guilt-tripped into eating, okay? So don't, don't say I'm a glutton just because I eat past the point I'm not supposed to eat. I was guilt-tripped into eating, okay? I'm learning to be satisfied. Amen? Thank you, Kirsten. So if you see me, don't judge me. Understand me, right? So how many, how many of you ever wonder now, what does me eating this, this plate have to do with kids in Africa? And the answer is really nothing. Because you eat that plate, those kids in Africa are still starving. That's just the truth. Think about this kind of idea that I'm going to be thankful because my situation is better than someone else's. Just think about how that weird that sounds. Matter of fact, the book of James talks about that. If you really love someone, don't just say, hey, man, stay warm if it's cold outside, praying for you, right? But instead, you know, give them a ride. You know, maybe give them the coat off your back. Okay, that's, that's what we ought to do. So when we say, hey, man, I'm just thankful I'm not like the kids in Africa, that literally is not what the Bible means by being thankful in all circumstances. It's not saying be thankful you're not in this person's place. Matter of fact, we have a scenario where there was a Pharisee, a religious leader in the uh, times of Jesus, that he got into an altar and he looked to a person to his left that's a tax collector and he said, thank God I'm not like this tax collector. Thank God I'm not like this guy. Thank you, God, that I'm not like this peasant, right? So do we thank God that we're not as bad as our cousins? Like, man, that kid bad, man. That kid bad. Anybody have any cousins that you know you look at them and they're always jumping up? Like, ever since you're a little, they were like the bad ones. Maybe you are that bad cousin. I don't know. I don't know, but I know I've had my share where I was literally like, man, I'm thankful I'm not like them growing up, right? But is that, why, is that how we're supposed to be thankful? Thank, thank you, God, I'm not a sinner like this dude. So, automatically, I just want to clear some things up. First thing, when you're thankful in all circumstances, you're not just looking at other people's circumstances saying, thank you, I'm not in their position. What happens when you are in their position? You can't be thankful anymore? Doesn't make any sense. Another thing, you're not thanking God for the circumstance. It's in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. Let's say someone, in, someone you love gets cancer. You're not saying, well, God tells me to thank him in all circumstances, so thank you, God, for giving this person cancer. You're not, you're not saying thank you to that. Another thing, let's say, right, someone gets hit by a car, and they're paralyzed. And then they're like, man, I, have, I was going to have a promising sports career. And then you got to be like, well, man, thank God. That, thank God. Just thank God that you're paralyzed, right? Like, we're, we're not saying thank you, God, for this circumstance, so two things, we're not thanking God for the bad circumstances, and we're not thanking God that we're not in worse circumstances. We're not thanking God for that. That's not the biblical way, because the truth is, the people who wrote this were in some bad circumstances. That's the truth. They weren't living in Chicago in an apartment 
with a PS4 right there streaming Netflix saying, man, thank you, God, I'm not like these kids without Netflix. Thank you, God, I get to binge Netflix all day. Or I get to have an app called TikTok where I can just spend hours on. Like, no, no, these people were in prison some of the times. Paul says that he was naked. At times, he didn't have any clothes. Then he said that he was in need. There was times where he was in plenty. There was times where he was hungry and went starving. There was times where he had food. So we're not talking about being thankful for not being in certain circumstances. Let's get that out of the way. So the question is, when can we be thankful, right? The answer is simple in all the circumstances, but we have to understand what that really means. We have to understand uh, how to give thanks in all circumstances and where that thanks comes from. Because it's not just being positive. Like, people have this thing where you have to be optimistic all the time. There's some truth in that, but it's not just that. It's not like, you know, like let's say you're broke and you're like, well, I'm just going to think about money and money's going to come my way. I'm just going to smile and say money, 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 money. Like Mr. Krabs and money, 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 money is going to come. That's not how it is. That's not, that's not reality. Truth is, you do have to work for your money. Now, we have some people that are Christians, and we go to that website, that are in some bad situations. Anybody ever heard of persecution? Persecution. The church has had a history of persecution. So if we can make that maybe a little bigger as we go on to read. So these are, little, these are quotes from Christians in persecution. And these are different types of areas where they're praying, they're saying thank you for. So if we go down a little bit more, this is the, the first one, is a pastor imprisoned in Asia. And he's saying, I knew there were people praying for me. It gave me spiritual strength I needed to live as a Christian to trust God. I started to pray and I got peace that is beyond understanding I felt so close to God at that moment. So these people are praying, and they're giving thanks in persecution, in prayer, even though, you know, their circumstances are bad. There's, persecu- there's giving thanks in persecution for community. He's saying, I am thankful that I have many friends uh, here who help me when I'm discouraged. A boy whose parents died during an attack by, a radical, uh, by radical Muslims. We have a family of faith that loves us and cares for us. We are not alone. This is referring to a, a le- this is a letter from someone who was imprisoned in Iran. Then giving thanks for persecu- uh, and persecution for eternal life. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. This is Jim Elliott, and he was speared by headhunters in Ecuador on a mission trip in 1956. And then we shall not end our lives in uh, we shall not end our lives in the fire but make a change for a better life. Julius Palmer burned at the stake in England, 1556. And this is the end for me, the beginning of life. This is Dietrich Bonhoeffer hung in Germany. He was hung in Germany because he resisted Nazi tyranny. One of the only pastors in Germany to resist the Nazis. He was persecuted. He was hung by the Nazis. He faced death. You see, these people were in bad circumstances, and one thing, we are, we are getting to Thanksgiving, and we're going to be saying thank you. God, thank you for my PlayStation 5. I know, that box, I know, I know my mom's going to give me that PlayStation 5 for Christmas, so I'm just saying thank you for ahead of time. Thank you ahead of time. How many of you all get into PS5? See, I wish I could raise my hand with you, but, you know, we got bills. So next year, next year. God willing, God willing, next year. Right, babe? Amen. You heard it first. 
You heard, you heard it first right here. We got this on recording. She said, right to next year. You got that? You got that? Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Witnesses everywhere. Next year, if I don't got no PS5 under my Christmas tree, y'all know what's up. Y'all, y'all know. <laughs> so here's the thing. Sometimes what Christians have to understand is our circumstances change, and that's the will of God. Understand that. Our circumstances change, and that ends up being the will of God. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he could have just said, I don't need to resist Nazis. I don't need to preach gospel and Christ and holiness because I can live comfortably and just believe that. You see, we can just comfortably believe what Christ said is true and never do anything about it, and we can live this comfortable life in America, or we can risk it and be obedient and be thankful in the circumstance that happens. But we'll continue. If we can turn to uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians is a letter written by Paul, and he talks about giving thanks a lot, right, for people. And there's lots of, you can pray, for, you can give thanks for a lot of things. We're not going to focus about that. You can give thanks for God's strength that he gives you. You can give thanks for the joy. You can give thanks for salvation, eternal life, just like I listed with uh, the people in persecution. Uh, but I want to list. I want to. I want to focus on the like the foundation of things. What really uh, is happening when you're giving thanks? So, and when you should do it. So, First uh, Thessalonians chapter five, verse eighteen. Uh, just to read the first couple verses uh, before that it says, "Rejoice always." If you want to memorize a verse, First Thessalonians chapter five, verse sixteen. Rejoice always. There you go. That's one verse. If you don't know a Bible verse now by heart. Here's one. Rejoice always. Amen. Helping you out. Here's another one. Pray continually. Boom. Another Bible verse. You can memorize this one. That's two. Two Bible verses. Come on. TBQ. We're on our way, right? Then here's the verse that I want to talk about is give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Everybody say, in Christ Jesus. Everybody say, thanks uh, in all circumstances. Say, in all circumstances. Say, in all circumstances. So when should we give thanks? In all circumstances. What does that mean? Does that mean that there are reasons, is the Bible saying there are no reasons not to be thankful? Are the, is the Bible saying that there is a good excuse not to be thankful? The Bible is actually saying there is no excuse to not be thankful. You have no excuse. You should be thankful. We are all told to give thanks in all circumstances. This is something that we're told to do, not something to consider. So we, in this place, sometimes we don't feel like being thankful. And I talked about that last week. But we have to understand that this is actually a command. We are told to be thankful. We are told in all circumstances, we ought to give thanks to God. And what do I mean by all? What does all mean? Does all mean like just the, the situations where you feel like giving thanks? All of those situations? Or maybe when something good happens to you, all those situations? No, it means whether the good, the bad, the fortunate, the unfortunate, 
when you have money, when you're broke, when you are in an argument and you want to fight someone, right? Like, give thanks to God in those moments, all circumstances. You got your phone taken away. That's your fault. Give thanks. Give thanks, right? Your teacher's giving you a lot of tests, a lot of homework. Hey, this is the time to give thanks to God. That's a circumstance. Loved one just passed away. All circumstances. Now you're going to be like, man, dude, that's, that's not realistic. This is what I want you to understand is that this is actually God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So who am I speaking to? I'm speaking to for those that are in Christ Jesus. Covering this, I work as a, I, I, I teach the Bible uh, in my school that I work at. It's a Christian school, and we're going over this, being in Christ Jesus. Being in Christ is completely different than being out of Christ. There is no gray area. When you're in Christ, what is God's will for you? To rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. So this is what it comes down to. Do circumstances truly matter then? Does your circumstance truly matter? No, it doesn't. Your circumstance doesn't matter when it comes to giving thanks to God. This is actually a part of what you're supposed to do. This comes down to the commandment part of following Jesus. It's a commandment to be thankful to Christ. Your circumstances don't truly matter. At the end of the day, your circumstances are going to flip-flop like some pancakes, but God remains faithful. He remains true. He remains the same. His promises are still there. His goodness is still there. His love is still unfailing. So despite the circumstances, God remains the same. So why would we stop giving thanks to him? Why would we stop giving thanks? It makes no sense. Again, you're not thanking God for the bad circumstance, but you're thanking that God is with you in the bad circumstance. So when do you thank God? Do you thank God, thank God in all circumstances? Because you're in Christ Jesus now. What are you not in right now? You're not in the system of the world. You're not in the thinking of the world. The thinking of the world is, I'll be thankful when someone gives me something I want. The thinking of the world is, I'll be thankful if everything good is happening. If everything, is, everything good is not happening, I'll complain, I'll, I'll grumble, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have an attitude. But in Christ Jesus, you are to be thankful. That is his will. That is what he has made us to do in Christ Jesus. If you're like, man, what does God want me to do? What does God want me to do? Well, we just start here, okay? Start here first. It's a good way to start. Be thankful. Be thankful. Now, with that being said, this is not possible Outside of Christ Jesus. This is not possible outside of Christ Jesus. I shared earlier, we got to put in my heart that this life is a mist. Why would you be thankful for a mist? Why would you be thankful for 60 to 70 years knowing that that's all you got? Why would you be thankful? See, this is only possible with eternal life in Christ Jesus. Because without Jesus, everything you're thankful for, you can't keep. You're thankful for your mom and your dad and your family? Great job. That's good. They're going to die one day. Or you're going to die first. 
And that's just the truth. You see, you're trying to be thankful for things that you can't think. You're thankful for your house. Your house could burn on fire. Lawrence knows that. The Rodriguez's know that. You're thankful for, you're thankful for your school. Hey, your school could shut down. You're thankful for your friends. Hey, your friends could, could get sick and you'll never be able to see them again. You see, everything you're thankful for can be taken away just like that. Except if you're in Christ Jesus. The only way to be truly thankful is if you have Christ Jesus. This Thanksgiving, the world knows it. They're not truly thankful. Why? It's so crazy. Black Friday set up right after Thanksgiving. No one's really thankful. Let's just be honest. You're thankful for your family. How many times do you wish you had another one? It's just the truth. Just the truth. Oh, you're, you're thankful for the, the shoes that you have, the clothes that you have. How many times do you want the newest shoes, the newest clothes? Listen, no one is truly thankful, it seems. The world is not thankful. Don't get confused. Don't get it twisted. They're not thankful. They want more. They want more because the Lord is not their shepherd. They lack. Therefore, they can't really give thanks. So the only possible way to be truly thankful is to be in Christ Jesus, is to be born again, is to be a child of God, is to belong to him. So this is God's will for those who belong in Christ Jesus to give thanks in all circumstances. If we can go to... Um, if we could go to first, got it right here. If we can go to Colossians chapter 3, verse, let me see right here. Not Colossians, sorry. Go to Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, sorry. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. And then in the meantime, could you find, uh, man, I didn't write this verse down, but um, I think it's, ooh, sometimes this happens, guys. Don't write the verse down. Oh, no, I had it right here, sorry. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Pray for me. Pray for me. Everybody has slow moments, even me. Actually, I have many. Thanks, babe. All right, so Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. This is, this is how we're able to give thanks in all circumstances, okay? So I'm telling you the when. It's in all circumstances, but then it's the how. Of course, you have to belong to Christ Jesus. You have to be in Christ Jesus. It's only possible then. But now when you are in Christ Jesus, when you are in him, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, that's the body of Christ, you belong to him. You're a part of him now. You are called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. And whatever you do, say whatever. Whatever you do, whether in word or indeed, do it on the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. 
So this is, the, this is like the working of those who are in Christ Jesus. This is how it works. The how is like this. Let the peace, right? So the peace of Christ rules in your heart. The peace of Christ. Once the peace of Christ rules in your heart, you are now able to be thankful. And this peace has nothing to do with circumstances. Understand that. There may be war going outside your house. There may be riots. There may be protests. There may be racial, uh, racial wars, tension, uh, civil unrest. There may be all the things happening outside, but inside in your heart there is peace. You see, this peace that we're talking about is inner peace. Your household will be, might be a hellhole. And you may think, man, my father, my dad, my mom and my dad are always arguing. My brothers and my sisters are always complaining. But guess what? The peace of Christ will ruin your hearts and you will be thankful. See, this is an inner peace that the Bible is talking about. So let the message of Christ. What is the message of Christ? This is the beautiful thing about Christ is that he's taught us things. He's given us a message. And this message can dwell richly in us. And once it dwells richly in us, it becomes what we live for. It becomes the, it's like when a tree bears a fruit, okay? It's a healthy tree, it'll bear healthy fruit. So when we have this seed in us, we bear some fruit. And this fruit now is able to feed others. We admonish one another with all wisdom, psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. When you're thankful and full of peace, you care about others. And you want others to be encouraged to have that same peace. And what does that say? Singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. You see, a lot of us, we think worship, we have a wrong view of worship. We think worship is just karaoke, right? But no, just like I said yeah, last week, it is about gratitude in your hearts. If you have gratitude in your heart, you're going to be thankful. And not only are you going to be thankful, it's going to express. There's going to be fruit. You're going to be singing songs of joy and thankfulness to God in your heart. So understand that, that when there is, there is no outer peace, there's still inner peace, so you can be thankful. And it's all tied. It's all tethered. It's connected to the teachings of the message of Christ. That dwells in your heart. It bubbles up like a jacuzzi. You ever been in a jacuzzi before? You get to just chill in and relax? That's how it feels when you got the teachings of Christ. There's peace. There's joy. It's a luxury. It's a privilege something to be thankful for. So when you have these things, that is the process. That's how it's working. So now, whatever you do, that means whatever you do, you go to school, you do your homework, you do your classwork, you're, you put, you, put uh, you, know, you know, your screen, you actually open your screen and participate in class. You know, the way you talk to your parents, word, the way, the way you react to your parents and the way you do chores, deed, the way you work at your job, the way you do schoolwork, deed, the way you talk to your teacher, word. You get what I'm saying? Everything you say, everything you do, all of that is only done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ if you are giving thanks to God. That's how you do it. You're being thankful. So if you're complaining and grumbling about everything, have some bad news about it, about you. You're doing that not in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're doing that in vain. You're doing that in vain. You're doing that for no reason then. Looking at it from a point of view of being in Christ. For those in Christ, you need to apply this to your life. Thankfulness is done. Thankfulness is truly done in the reality that of this, that Christ is within you. 
So when you truly believe Christ is in me and I'm in Christ, then you're able to be thankful. And you're able to do things not with complaining and grumbling, but with thankfulness. Because Christ in you, that is the most, that, that, is the, the most, that is the thing you should be thankful for the most, that reality, that truth now. So this, this verse can't be possible when you're outside of Christ. You have to step in. You have to walk into the gates. You have to believe in Christ. You have to deny yourself, pick up your cross and say, I'm going to follow Jesus. Because my circumstances no longer matter, but there's someone who does. If we can go now to Colossians 4, chapter 2, and if Lawrence, you could come up to the keys, please. Colossians 4, chapter 2, this is how you can apply this to your life now, okay? The when you should give all circumstances, uh, the when you should give thanks is in all circumstances, all circumstances. And the how is simply this, right? To be in Christ. You have to be in Christ. That's how it will work. Then peace will rule your heart. Then Christ and his message will dwell in your heart. And you'll be able to have this work ethic where you're no longer complaining but being thankful. So now you know the when. Now you know the how. This is what you do now. You devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Devote yourself to this. Devote yourself to this. That means be dedicated, be disciplined, be consistent. You need to be in prayer. Be watchful because what the enemy wants you to do is complain and grumble. If you look back in the Old Testament, what were the Israelites always doing, Josie? Complaining. What was the attitude they had? Good one or a bad one? You see, a lot of times we're complaining and grumbling instead of being thankful, and that is the enemy trying to steal, kill, and destroy your life. We need to be thankful. So devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful, being thankful. When, and here's some practical things you can do. When you wake up, when you wake up, give God thanks. Wake up with your day thanking God. Be thankful. Make it a discipline. It is a discipline. It is a command. So why not start off your morning obeying the Lord, doing the will of God, because it isn't his will to thank God in all circumstances. So thank him when you wake up. Next, we can go to Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. So devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Right? Those three things. Be watchful for areas where you can be uh, not thankful. Then when you wake up, give, give thanks to God. Before you do anything, give thanks to God. Now Philippians chapter 2, verse 14, it says this. Do everything without complaining. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. If you're constantly arguing with your brothers and your sisters and your dad and your mom, if you're constantly bickering with them all, stop that. Stop that. Just stop it. Stop arguing and complaining. Do everything with thanksgiving instead. Those are practical ways that if you belong to Christ Jesus, you could see the growth and maturity in your life. If I can have uh, the altar workers up, please. So if you guys can stand, thank you. Everyone can stand, please. Thank you. AJ, please. If you guys can stand, thank you. So this right here is very, very, very helpful 
This is beneficial for you. If you are thinking that thankfulness is not something you need to do, think again. This is a requirement from God. You have a reason to be thankful that is always there, always present, and it is the presence of God. So I want everyone to bow their heads, close their eyes. Please and thank you. Listen, if you have been complaining, arguing, and grumbling, if you have been fighting with people, disputes with people, this altar calls for you. Change. Repent. Change your mind. Come into Christ Jesus. Receive thankfulness. Receive thankfulness. Be a thankful person. If you are constantly, this is something that you're struggling with, right? Don't just wait. Come up for prayer. If you know you're the person that argues, I was once someone that argued a lot. I complained a lot. I was a very pessimistic person. And God, pessimistic means negative. When God changes you, he changes your heart. He makes you a thankful person. And there, there is a mental benefit. When you're thankful, you're less depressed. It's just the truth. When you're thankful, you're less anxious. When you're thankful, you're less jealous. You need to understand how, why God wants us to be thankful. It's his will for you in Christ Jesus. So as Lauren sings... I'm going to give you guys a moment to come up and receive prayer for that. Come up. Listen, don't, don't just wait. Let the Lord work on you right now. Let the, words, the Lord change you right now.